Everybody had an excellent Thanksgiving, enjoyed some time spent with their families, ate probably a little too much food, and enjoyed not having to go into the office. I know How was I your did. break, man? It was good. It was really good. I didn't have to travel this year for the first time in forever. All of my family came in town, and we enjoyed some good food and some good football and probably a little bit too much Black Friday shopping. Oh, yeah. I knew you were up in uh, my neck of the woods earlier the, early in that week. Yeah, yeah, I had to stop by and see our good friend Drew Kelso. And uh, anybody in the Northeast Arkansas area, go check out Step by Step Sneakers. Drew, that plug is free. The next one will cost you. We need to just get him on here. We do. We do. We need to reach out to him and see if he wants to come on. He has one of the more interesting stories. You know, he's probably one of the more successful entrepreneurs that I know. And uh, the guy that we're going to bring on here in a few minutes will will definitely be another one that I know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and we got uh, we got him on the line waiting right now. But uh, before we get into that, I've got a pretty hot take, and this is an uncommon opinion, I think. But um, personally, I like Thanksgiving better than Christmas as a holiday. Not the reasoning, but as a holiday. As a holiday, you know, Christmas is a little bit. Now, I don't take this wrong. Christmas is a little bit overrated, just because. You know, it's very anticlimactic. You open your presents, and then what do you do the rest of the day? Nothing's open. You can't go anywhere, do anything. Everything's closed. And so you sit in the house the rest of the day, and nothing on TV but Christmas movies. And a little bit of basketball. Well, I'm saying for the the regular person. Obviously, we're basketball fanatics, so we're good. But Right. See, I'm in this weird age right now. Uh, this weird part of life where I'm kind of trying to adjust to being out on my own without the help of the parents and not like under their roof the whole time, if that makes any kind of sense. So I'm, I'm learning to do my own thing. And then props to my roommate for actually making me think of this. Thanksgiving's just one day. You don't have a, a Thanksgiving Eve. You don't have family in for three or four straight days. You don't have to <laughs> cancel all of your plans for an entire weekend. It's just one day. You go eat lunch, you go eat dinner, whatever that is, and then that's it. You're done. And on top of that, you know, I'm the only person in my family that's even close to my age. So not that I don't enjoy spending time with the family that I do have. I really do. I love Mm -hmm. it. But there's that excitement and fun factor that I lose out on sometimes. But um, still looking forward to Christmas. But Thanksgiving is that one and done, and that's it. Anytime you get off work, I'm looking forward to it, so. Well, instead of putting it at the beginning of the podcast this week, we wanted to just go ahead and uh, and talk about it in our little introduction here. So uh, we've got Nick Mason, the director of AR Hoops, on the line right now. And uh, Jay, if you want to go ahead and bring him in, we're going to let him talk about some of the uh, upcoming events and, and just AR Hoops in general. And they're giving us the opportunity to, to do this podcast. And so we figured we'd bring him on and let him uh, tell you guys himself. Absolutely. What's, what's going on, Nick? Not much, guys. Not much. I'm actually uh, headed to Jonesboro right now um, as we have another big um, 
weekend. We stay pretty busy throughout November and December, but it's our first girls' event. Um, people have have been on my case for quite some time because I am not as fluent in girls' basketball as I would like to be, as I'm going to be by the end of uh, of this year. But, you know, happy to be able to join you guys for a couple of minutes just to kind of uh, – Tell your fans what we have going on. Absolutely, absolutely, and we appreciate you coming on. So t- tell us a little bit about the, the about the girls' event. Who's who's going to be in it? Who are the girls to watch? And uh, and wh- and where can we? Uh, where where do the people need to go to go watch the games? Yeah, so you can of course you can find all information at arhoops.com, um, or you can follow uh, myself or a number of other people on Twitter and basically in your search engine bar, just type in AR hoops. Um, and a bunch of us will, will be able to, uh, will be able to, uh, just kind of tell you what's going on. But basically I wanted to set up, uh, I wanted to showcase some of the better teams and some of the top girls, um, in Arkansas. And then I actually, uh, I reached out to coach Smith over at Nettleton who, they're actually ranked number two in our top five uh, in, uh, in 5A on ARHoops.com. I reached out to him, though, and just kind of talking to him about, you know, showcasing the girls in the state of Arkansas just a little bit more. And the hardest thing um, to do is just to start up an event from scratch because the first thing that a lot of coaches are asking you is always, okay, well, how long has, been, how long has this event been around and who all is going to be there so uh it was very very difficult and then i don't have quite the connections on the girls side of things but somehow we were able to put together a great field and we're basically matching up all the arkansas teams and they're going to play against all teams from tennessee we have we actually have three teams from tennessee um two of them won a state championship and one of the teams that didn't win a state championship was playing against one of the teams that won a state championship um, and so Tennessee is going to bring a, a lot of firepower, a lot of heat, but the Arkansas teams um, aren't too bad themselves. As we have Four City, we have Palestine Wheatley, we have Nettleton, um, we're going to have Hot Springs, we'll have Hall, we'll have Riverview. So we have a lot of teams that are talented right now, and a lot of teams with um, some great history. And, you know, as you know, Jalen, um, from just kind of being on the boys' side as far as AAU, different things. Of course, there's a lot of support, but man, when girls start playing, grandma comes, cousin comes, <laughs> aunts and uncles come. I mean, you know, because you know, with our with our young men, we don't mind sending them to another state with just the coaching staff and just saying, hey, you know, go over there and have fun. I'll see you when I get back. For the women, not only do uh, do or for the young ladies, not only do parents come, but it's one of those things like, hey, coach, what time is the bus leaving? And we're going to escort the bus into Jonesboro and back <laughs> out of Jonesboro. So um, I'm very excited. This will also be the first event that we have AR Hoops gear for um, sale. And, you know, even if you don't like the AR Hoops logo or you don't like the T-shirts, we're actually going to be selling T-shirts that originally – would sell for $25 or polos that would originally sell for $50 for just a polo in itself. We're going to have a bunch of good um, discounts on those items. So even if you don't like the movement, even if you don't like AR hoops, it'd be good to just buy the shirt because it is a really nice shirt. Nick, I've got a question. 
um, how much is it to get in? Where's it going to be located? Um, and what time does it start? Yeah, those are all very important questions. Um, I should have gone over those while I was uh, rambling on for the 10 minutes of you guys' time. <laughs> taking up. And who actually going to be at Valley View um, High School in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and it is $10 to get in. Now, a lot of people look at that and say, okay, well, normally it's $5 or $7. The biggest difference, the biggest difference in our events and maybe some of the school events and other things of that nature is the school does not have a facility fee and also two schools either get sponsorships to cover hotel rooms and food and stuff like that or they get it donated to whereas ar hoops is the sponsor for this event um and so the price is a little bit more but it'll definitely be um worth it and it's going to um a good cause it's not just going to my bank account trust me um, it's going to a good cause to just really just continue to to be able to you know hire more people hire more guys get more podcasts going on and just a lot more information and a lot more light um, to shine on these young ladies and young men in the state of Arkansas perfect thanks um, I got one more question and this one's a little little off topic so me and Jalen have been on here discussing, if you haven't listened to our podcast, which I hope you do, uh, since you were the ones who told us to do it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, me and Jalen have been talking, and uh, what would you think about a Jay and Jake three-point contest as some halftime entertainment at one of these events? So uh, I have heard that you were quite the shooter. Um, so, and I know that, uh, Jaylen is quite the competitor. So, you know, I definitely, Hey, I think that, uh, I think that we can do it. Uh, and then, you know, to kind of add a little spice to it, I think that Jaylen should pick out his favorite charity. You should pick out your favorite charity. And then Arkansas hoops could make a donation to whatever charity, um, whatever guy wins three-point contest Arkansas hoops could make a donation to that person's um, charity so you know hey I think it'd be I think it'd be great I think the fans would uh would really get into it um and then uh, of course anything anytime a charity can win I think we all win absolutely and I can tell you right now Jake might as well not even pick a charity because there's no chance in <laughs> in the world that, he, that he's going to beat me so that's that's Jake, and the problem is is that like so if you challenge Jalen, and, and, you know, I'll tell a quick story and then I'll let you guys uh, get on. But if you challenge Jalen, he's the type of guy, though, like he'll call in and he'll take all his vacation time for the next two or three weeks, and he will just shoot. He'll shoot a 1,000 jumpers a day for the next two or three weeks. So while you're just working, you may go play pickup once or twice. Jalen will shoot a 1,000 jumpers a day for the next two or three weeks. And then by the time he gets out there or whatever, he'll be looking like he's Steph Curry. So like this is this is not a guy who you want to um, challenge. I know he hadn't played video games in like five years. He played a couple of days or he, he played a couple of weeks ago, or whatever. And I wouldn't be surprised if he owns you know like all the systems in the one game and he's a master at all you know at all those games right now. That's just how Jalen is. Hey, one one last question, Nick. What what's our record on two K by the way? Um, 
I think in the last three, I'm two and one. No, 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 no. What, what's what's <laughs> no? What, what's the overall record? Man, I can't remember that far back. I just know in the last three on two K, I'm two and one. And we're we're two and two. We're we're tied up, and I haven't played video games in like three years. Hey so. Nick, Nick, backing up off of the uh, video game conversation, what you said is is good for two reasons. Number one is that you said that I was quite the shooter. Shooter didn't come out of your mouth when you were talking about Jalen, so I've already got the leg up here. Number two, I am going to pick a charity, and all the money's going there. Hey, well, hey, so, hey, so let's get this thing going. Let's, on the show after I get off, you two need to pick a charity, um, both of you guys, and let's get this thing going on um, on Twitter or whatever, and then, uh, you know, and just kind of, pump it up a little bit and let's pick uh, a date. I'm thinking like January the 14th. Uh, I think that that would be the perfect date uh, for it. And by the way, we can do the best out of three because we have three GMs on January the 14th, the biggest one-day event um, that you'll find um, not only in the state of Arkansas, but just in the South in general. Um, And so uh, we have three GMs and that way, if you or Jalen lose the first one, then we can go to the next gym. And then, you know, if it's one and one, we can go to the last gym for the tiebreaker. Ooh, we're going to do it three times? Man. Man. Hey, 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 listen, listen. At AR Hoops, you create your own reality. <laughs> well, we, we definitely appreciate the time, Nick, and appreciate the opportunity for the podcast, man. And uh, we won't take too much more of your time. And like I said, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. See you, Nick. So, now we got that set up. Finally. It's down. It's down. It's down. We're ready. You're, I mean, like, you have no chance. I, I just hope you know that. I'm just going to make AARP my organization because you're the closest <laughs> to that. <laughs> hey, I definitely feel like it. <laughs> I definitely feel like it. I got the body of a, of a 45-year-old, and I've got two kids, and... I definitely feel like I'm getting getting close to retirement age. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun, though. We're going to have a yep. good time. But Absolutely. Let's get to the rundown. Let's do it. All right. Number one for me, a little bit off NBA topic, but Arkansas State men's basketball team is 7-1 and one right now. And they're going for 8-1 and one tomorrow at TCU. That'll be a big game for them. I, feel, I thought the Georgetown game uh, was a, a, a big statement for them uh, just to kind of get catch people's attention. Now people have, are, are watching them and uh, and paying attention to them. Now let's see how they respond going on the road and playing against the Big 12 program. Uh, TCU's looking to, to kind of get back on the on the right path here. So that, it'll be a big game for them. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Oh, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. But, I mean, don't throw Lehigh. I mean, you threw Georgetown out, but Lehigh usually goes to the tournament or makes a run for it. I mean, that's that is a very prominent basketball program. Well, and see, the thing about Lehigh is Lehigh's there. They are really talented. They're really good. They're solid. But that's not a program that I'm going to, you know, measure Arkansas State or if they're back. I'm not going to judge them off the, of beating I Lehigh. I think Lehigh was one and two going into that game. So, but number one, let's hear it. Number, number one for me, kind of sticking on the college, uh, college train here. Man, Malik Monk is proven to be a top five talent in the country. I mean, dude is—he's filling it up. He's shooting the ball great. He's—he's uh, he's shooting it at a high percentage, and I mean, he's a, a walking highlight reel. 
I saw a tweet the other day that had a picture of him making that pass up next to Odell Beckham, and it said, "Who did it better?" <laughs> Man, no, no joke. I mean, it was it was very very similar, and I mean the fact that he made he dropped a dime after catching it, just making the catch first of all, and then dropping a dime to. Uh, to win in on the break, that was it was extremely impressive. So I'm looking forward to seeing him the rest of the year and seeing where he goes in the draft. Oh yeah, I'm excited to watch him too. Um, number two, the Warriors are proving pretty early that they're probably not going to win the finals this year. Man, I I don't want to count them out just yet, just because they have two of the top, probably I would say two of the top five because James Harden and Russell Westbrook are proven that they need to be in that conversation with those guys but they've got two of the top five players in the world on the same team and then they have clay thompson who's probably the best at his position or top two at his position and then draymond green is the ultimate x factor so i don't want to count them out just yet just because they're struggling but i will i will stick with my guns i do think that that team's going to have a shakeup before the end of the year they're going to do something they're going to make a move now now charles barkley said that they were playing girly basketball earlier this week but I'm not going to go that far to say that they're playing girly basketball, but the general idea here was they got beat last year. They had to be better to win this year against the same Cavs team. They brought in KD, but they're not showing that they're better. Yeah, they gave up a lot for KD, though. So looking at it from that angle, it's like, well, how are they going to beat the Cavs again if you know, they're out there losing to the Lakers early in the season. I mean, granted, they're still trying to find their chemistry, and I and I, I agree. I'm not going to count them out, but they're probably still going to go to the finals. I just don't think they're going to win it. Yeah, I, I completely – I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I agree, but I completely understand where you're coming from with that, though. Uh, my number two, I'm going to go – I've got one more college uh, topic here. Duke and Kentucky are head and shoulders above – everybody else in the country and it's kind of embarrassing i don't know if there's anybody in the country that'll be able to beat them once the tournament comes around just because kansas beat duke earlier but duke was missing three of their top seven guys and including probably the best guy on the floor in harry giles so and probably the number one draft pick and it still took a buzzer beater to beat them from a really good kansas team so I don't see anybody else beating them, and I think they're on a, a collision course for the national title. I don't necessarily disagree. Again, I'm I'm getting back into the college basketball, trying to watch more. Um, and, and my number three is actually a mix between college and the NBA. Um, earlier this week, Isaiah Thomas held up a crying Jordan meme cutout <laughs> face after Indiana beat North Carolina. A, this is hilarious, and B. The internet is just winning. Yeah. The internet is just winning. I mean, given the history between Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan, it, it made it even that much more funny. So I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, how do you think Michael Jordan felt about that? When you got as much money and you're Michael Jordan, I, I think at this point nothing phases you. But it's Michael Jordan, the ultimate competitor. I know how I would feel if somebody that I necessarily didn't I wasn't that fond of did that after beating my alma mater. I wouldn't be too happy about it. And so given the the competitive beast that Michael Jordan is, I I guarantee you he he wasn't too happy about it. For an ultimate competitor, he hasn't really had that much success as a GM. But moving on. That's true. But it's also depending on other talent and not himself, which he's not used to that. Number three for me, 
Man, the Spurs are quietly being the Spurs. And I they are that, doing it quietly. They are quietly being the Spurs. They are one game behind the Warriors right now. One game. I haven't seen them on Sports Center. Haven't seen anyone talking about them. They're just going about their business. I'm watching them on League Pass. They're just beating people, being Taking quiet, names. staying low key. And there are, I think it's 15 and four right now. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons they're so quiet is it's a totally new, quiet Spurs team. I mean, it, it's it's a team that you're not used to. Right. Duncan's they're, gone. He was, I mean, that's a notable franchise name for the NBA, you know, and they've got David Lee. David Lee's a Spur. I'm yeah. not used to seeing him wear a black jersey. It's just, it's just new and it's kind of strange, but they're still good. And Kawhi is just going to keep making moves. Yeah, Kawhi is a monster. I haven't given him as much credit as he deserves. And I've probably been his harshest critic, but he, he's, he's been playing, he's been playing some good ball. Oh yeah. That was a good rundown. I'm glad we got to mix it up this week with throwing in a little college and a little bit of Arkansas in there too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. But for our main topic today, the Clippers? Are they good? Are they going to do it? Ah, man. They're right now they probably look as good as they ever have. I will say that. Yeah, but, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it has. It has. And it's now it's starting to feel like now or never for Chris Paul, man. He's getting older. Uh, he's 31 now or be 31 this year. And that window's shutting fast. I mean, it is. You have you have younger point guards coming in the league every single year that are getting better and better and more athletic and faster and bigger and stronger. And Six I don't know how long I don't know how long he can play at an elite level. See, I think I think he's in an interesting spot to where he can really make these next one, two, maybe three seasons just uh, unbelievable. Because he's 31, so he is getting a little older, but he's not to that point where stuff is starting to wear down yet. And you can tell by the way he plays. He's still just as quick. He's more. He's playing more aggressive this year on both offense and defense, and they're doing great. But he's been in the league for a while. So, he. I mean, you could basically look at him and say, this guy's a veteran, point guard, but kind of still in a prime scenario. So, I, I mean, I, I think he's going to be playing well all year. I think he's going to do it again next year. Um, but look at this roster. Think about this roster. Chris Paul. J.J. Reddick, Jay Crossover, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Paul Pierce is still playing, playing okay. Austin Rivers is finally good. Is Marty he good Spades, or is Wesley he okay? Johnson. I mean, I mean that that roster should be a deep in the playoffs, potentially championship caliber roster every year. They're finally getting it together. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not on the Clippers bandwagon just yet. They have. Four, no, five. They have five guys making over $10 million. And I'm going to see if you can name all five of them. Okay? So all right. They have five guys making over $10 million. Name them. Uh, going to be... Don't cheat. Oh, no, I'm, I'm Chris Paul. Yep. Blake Griffin. Yep. Uh, DeAndre. Yep. Austin Rivers. Yep. And Paul Pierce. Nope. Who's the fifth? Jamal Crawford. 
Oh. So you have Austin Rivers and Jamal Crawford both making over $10 million. J.J. Reddick's making seven. Okay, which I think that's that's a great deal. But you still aren't solving what you need to win a championship. You need a 3 and D guy at that three spot that can go and lock up the Paul Georges, the Kawhi Leonard's, the LeBron's, the Carmelo's, or at least challenge those guys. They don't have that person. They can have Tony Allen. <laughs> you're you're jumping off the Tony bandwagon. I'm I'm way off the Tony. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's not a three and D guy. He's just a D guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he shoots the three for some reason. I don't know why. No, now I, I would do I a three know. point. I do a three point challenge with him too. I didn't know that that uh, Austin Rivers was making more than Reddick. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's great value. Reddick's shooting a career high this year. He's 49 percent from the field so far. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best he's ever done. He's playing but great. But if you're spending $24 million a year on Jamal Crawford and Austin Rivers, I don't think you have a championship makeup team, or cha- a championship team. Do you think that has anything to do with his dad? I mean, his dad does make the basketball moves. He does. That's It's kind of interesting to see that situation in the NBA. Yeah, it is. It is. So, I would love for my dad to be my GM and my coach. Yeah. They're good, though. 15 and They five. are good. They're good. They're, they're, third they're good. Third behind but are the they, quiet Spurs. But do you really think that they would beat the Spurs in a seven-game series? No. Do you really think that they could beat the Warriors in a seven-game series? I take that back about the Spurs because I don't know. They're so quiet this year. Like, I, I haven't been – I don't have league pass. Um, I just stream everything, and so usually I just stream one or two games at a time. But um, mm-hmm. I haven't – again, that's why I said they're so quiet. I haven't been keeping up with them. I'm just assuming that they're winning. That's kind of yeah. – I mean, uh, that's uh, where we are with the Spurs right now. So, I, no, I don't think they could beat the Warriors because I think even though I said what I said earlier, if the Warriors were to get hot for seven straight games or for four straight games, which I think they're completely capable of doing, the Clippers I mean, they could, go on a, they could go on a 10-game a winning streak like it's, like it's nothing. Right. I mean, they can also – I think the past 10 games they're 9-1, and one, and so are the Spurs. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. – I was looking I up just, some stats earlier. CP3 right now, his true shooting rate is 60%. That's crazy. Yeah, and he's 31. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's that veteran in, like, a young guy's body. and um, But even more than that, like, that's a crazy stat. But, like, nobody on that team has unbelievable stats. Like, yeah. there, there's no James Harden on there. There's no Russell that's just doing crazy stuff. Everybody's yeah. contributing. The bench is contributing on offense and defense. The starters are playing well. Mbaba Mute is playing good. Like, have you mm-hmm. ever played with that guy on 2K? He doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, that's who you start for when your my player gets to where he's good enough to start. You start over Mbaba Mute. Yeah. But he's playing well. I think one of the more surprising things to me is that they're having this type of year and Chris Paul's assists are way down. I mean, he's averaging – He's averaging eight point nine, but for him, that's that's not a whole lot. Right. I mean, he's but, he's he's a guy that's consistently in that nine and a half to eleven range. Right. But where he's down in assists, the team's not. Like the other night in Cleveland, they made forty two field goals, and of, and thirty three of those were assisted. Like they're still doing it. Like they're they're assisting. It's just everyone. Blake Griffin had eleven assists the other night. Like they're just yeah. all they're all doing it, and that's what you want in a team. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've, as much as it pains me to say this, like, Blake Griffin is really, really good. And I think he kind of gets a bad rep just because of the flopping and uh, he's kind of known to be a little bit of a whine, uh, crybaby. And I think people overlook the fact that he's probably the top two power forward. Can you name two power forwards better than him? Uh, LeBron James, if he's playing power forward. I mean, like true power forward. Oh, uh, man, that's hard to just come up with off the dome. Yeah. That's, but that's... You know, that proves you right. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, he's he's really really good, and so I don't know. I just I'm not completely on the Clippers bandwagon just yet, um, and I don't think that they're they're going to challenge either the Spurs or the Warriors in the West. I just don't, I don't think they they have. I don't think they're complete yet. They're one piece away. They need to make a move. I agree. I agree. But one of their losses this year came to the now-plagued Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. What's up with the Grizz? What's next? Man, I don't know. I mean, it's like anything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong so far, as far as the it, roster's concerned. It's uh, I've been writing for that website for the past few weeks, and um, I'm in a group like chat with all the other guys who write, and one of the guys said it, and he uh, explained it pretty well. He said, it's just like last year, except everyone's on max contracts, <laughs> <laughs> which is scary yeah. to think about. I mean, you've got Conley, who's out for the next four weeks, five weeks. They said Time. six weeks, but Cam Newton had the same exact injury a few years back and came back in two. So I think they're under-promising, over-delivering here, that kind of scenario, um, giving but, him some – But Cam Newton, he he's a quarterback. I mean – Granted, oh, he is I mean, a mobile quarterback, but it's not as much stress on your body playing the quarterback position as it is playing basketball, running up and down the court, constantly putting pressure on all of your joints and all of your muscles. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't, and that's not to say that he's coming back in two weeks. That's just to say, I think I don't think it's going to be six to eight like they projected. Yeah, um, of course, as a fan, I hope it's not six to eight. But you got Conley out with a back injury. You've got Vince Carter, who is one of the veterans that's keeping us alive in the second unit. He's out right now with a hip. He might be coming back tomorrow night. I haven't heard any updates yet. But Chandler Parsons' knee, and then he bumped knees with bumped other knees with somebody. And so now he's not coming back until uh, probably late next week. James Ennis is the same way. You know, Zach Randolph really doesn't even have a timetable right now because, you know, his mom died on Thanksgiving. And so he's yeah. taking some time away. Totally expected. Totally expected, and right. I think the Grizzlies did a good thing saying, hey, you just go ahead and do whatever you need to do. Exactly. And you got Brandon Wright, who may not even actually ever play basketball again because who knows. <laughs> so you're yeah. dressing out nine people. Dressing out nine people, and you're 12-8. and eight. And so, but if you look at their schedule, I mean, it's the next week or so is – it's oh, it's pretty favorable up until I, I guess they play Golden State because then they got Golden State, Cleveland back to back. But they play New Orleans or they play the Lakers, then they play the Pelicans, and then they play the Sixers, and then Portland, and then Golden State comes to Memphis. So you get three home games, which two of them are or one of them is should be you know pretty easy and then you get one that's pretty decent with portland and then golden state comes in which they probably 
will probably it might even rest some guys in that game because I mean what's the point if you're going in there with nine guys and you know you're undermanned versus a stacked Warriors team what's the point in putting your other guys out there and putting more minutes on them so it'll oh, be yeah. interesting to see how they handle it's, it and since with Conley list with the Conley list Grizzlies they're one and one they lost to a good Toronto team who they hung with the Toronto didn't even take the lead until late in the third like these young Grizzlies that everyone was like, oh, no, Conley's gone. Everyone's gone. We're going to be so bad. You know, this is the same situation that we were in last year and ended up holding our own and keeping our playoff hope. So yeah. um, a lot of people are counting this out for the playoffs. I don't no, think so. Definitely not. It's um, way I think too early for that. Parsons hasn't broken out yet. He Parsons just hasn't had, had that game, but he's going well, to. It's yeah, gonna Parsons, he's, he's getting in the rhythm. Uh, Mark is going to be Mark once Zebo comes back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where his mind is. He's either going to come back super inspired, or he's going to come back and you know he's going to be a little bit out of it. Either way is understandable. I don't think oh, yeah. you can knock him for for either. However, he re- uh, responds. Uh, and then once you get Mike Conley back, you know everything can get rolling. I mean, he's a oh, general, yeah. so uh, definitely don't count him out for the playoffs. It's it's way too early in the year. I think it's. I think it would be a decently intelligent prediction. It wouldn't be off the wall to say that by that Golden State game, by that Golden State cab cab back to back, you've got Parsons, Ennis, and Randolph all back. That's a whole other week and a day. That's like eight days. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't think that that's out of out of the realm of possibility for all three of those to be back and Vince because his was just like a hip flexor tweet or something like that. So that's one, two, three, four more out of the six that are injured you're really only missing conley and harrison's averaged 16 the past two games so do you go out and get another point guard i've seen that they uh or have shown interest in norris cole and tony douglas and mario chalmers do you go out and get one of those guys or do you do you uh put it all on uh wade baldwin and, and harrison twin initially based on how things had played out uh throughout the first you know, 15 or 16 games. Initial, my first thought was, got to go get somebody. Got to go after Chalmers. Got to go after Cole. Bring someone in because they've said that they could apply for that hardship, get a 16th man without having to waive anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at the contracts and stuff, it is super – it would be extremely hard to waive somebody because the two guys that you need, you can't really waive. So I think it was all kind of contingent on how those first two games went, and you saw – Andrew Harrison go off the first game, and then he scored. A, he had eleven and eight assists, you know, last night. Like he's playing well. He's he's producing enough for a point guard in this specific situation. But you had Troy Daniels coming off the bench. Who everyone was like, Troy Daniels is terrible. He's not doing anything. He's not contributing. Why did we pay money for this guy for three years? And he's had nineteen two nights in a row. Like we, they're not in the bad shape. No, yeah, the dude can score. I mean. Like you said, it was way too early to panic. I just don't believe in, you know, in a, somebody getting off to a slow start and then all of a sudden, you know, the ship's sinking. Like, give them some time. There's 82-game season. Let them work, get into a rhythm. And, and like I said, it's worked out for Troy Daniels. So, I am still going to ride with the Grizzlies. I think they'll still find a way to get that 7-7 seven, seven seed. I think, and, and and depending on how the next few games play out, is going to how how this stretch without Mike Conley plays out 
will determine whether they fall in that seven to eight or whether they can jump up to that four spot. Because I, I, at the beginning of the season, I thought they could jump to three, but I don't think they're going to beat uh, the Clippers out there. Just having they're going to have too good of a season. Um, whether the playoffs say that way, but I think the Grizzlies could push a four. Yeah, um, I think four is the ceiling. Four is the ceiling for sure. Four is the ceiling, and it, like you said, it'll depend on this month. This will be a big month for them. Yep. As far and, as ceiling is uh, concerned, it'll be a tough month, but it'll be uh, it'll be a big one because, like you said, they play uh, they play Cleveland twice. Uh, they play Golden State. Houston's in there. Houston's in there. Oklahoma City's in there. Uh, Boston twice. Utah, who's been tough, so. It's going to be a challenging month for them, but if they can if they can push through it, then like you said, it'll uh, it'll determine a lot as far as playoff seating. Right, right. And uh, for all of you out there that follow me on Twitter, I'm actually going tomorrow night uh, to the FedEx Forum, and I'll be on Press Row uh, tomorrow. So I'll be uh, covering the game at BillStreetBears.com. And uh, I'll also be in the locker room after the game, uh, hope, hoping to get an interview or two. So if you guys follow me on Twitter um, or you follow Jalen on Twitter, um, I'm sure he'll like it or retweet it or something. But I'll be posting Absolutely. some pictures and some videos of some um, inside access at the FedEx Forum. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. That, that's really, very exciting. It's a, it's a little milestone. We're getting there. We're climbing the little, uh, we're climbing the little ladder. But uh, we've got some games tonight too, so let's get to this pick 'em and uh, and uh, so we can uh, get out of here. Yeah. So what's what's the records? What are we looking like? Um, I haven't calculated last week's yet. Uh, the holidays got me, but uh, we'll just add them up after this week. And um, I probably don't good. even want to look. You probably don't. Like I said, I mean, I'm pretty much you know basketball guru. Yeah, that's basketball fine. Basketball savant. So. You can beat me in the pickums, but I'll, that's fine. We'll take it to the we'll take it to the three point line. <laughs> take it to the court. We can do that too. First game tonight. Cavs at Bulls. Cavs at Bulls. The Cavs are coming off that loss to the Clippers last night. I don't see them losing two in a row. Give me Cavs by fifteen. And then LeBron's having to wear that Cubs uniform, so he's going to be a little bit pissed at, at Dwayne Wade. I'm sure he's going to be talking. So LeBron's going to want to shut him up. Ooh, yeah, I'm sure D-Wade will be talking. He'll probably talk yeah. on Snapchat. I follow him on Snapchat. It's a good follow. Um, I got I got Cleveland too. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if they're gonna blow them out. Um, but um, really, I just wanted a an easy win so that I could lose the other ones. <laughs> um. So second game, Pistons at Atlanta. Detroit at Atlanta. Pistons Hawks. Pistons Hawks. Pistons are ten and ten, Hawks are ten and nine. Give me Hawks. Hawks by eight. <clears throat> I'm going with Detroit. Um, I think we've talked about Detroit a little bit before. They just they got Andre Drummond and he's big, and I'm excited to see that matchup between him and Dwight. Um, and the Hawks have been playing good, but they're also right at 500. So um, I think they could lose any given night. They could win any given night. Um, it's not a matter of them being dominant at this point. So um, I'm going Detroit on the road. And the Pistons are extremely talented. I mean, they're, I mean, they're a couple years away from being really good and being formidable, formidable, formidable in the East. So I, it's not a bad pick. Okay, Saturday, of course, Lakers at Grizzlies. Lakers at Grizzlies. It's a home game for us. 
I'm hoping we can beat the Lakers without D'Angelo Russell. I'm going to go Grizzlies by four. Grizzlies by four. That's close. It's going to be a close one. They're playing good basketball. The Lakers are playing good basketball right now. Yeah. Of all of the games that that the Grizzlies have scored over 100 points, which is nine out of 12. They've scored 100 points 12 times. Nine of those they win. So my rule of thumb is get past 100, you probably win. Yeah. I'm going Grizz too. Bias. Yep. Um, partly because I'm going to talk to him after the game, so I'd rather talk about a win than a loss. <laughs> um, all right. Second game on Saturday. Let's go T-Wolves at Hornets. The Hornets have started their collapse. They're losing. Yeah. They're starting to lose. They're showing the true colors. I caught it. And I'm going T-Wolves. Man, I love the T-Wolves. I love their roster. I'm going to go T-Wolves by 10. T-Wolves by 10. T-Wolves by 10. They have no answer for Carl Anthony Towns. He's going to have his way. Okay. I'm on the Hornets. <laughs> oh, my God. As I have been all year. <laughs> I, set, I set us up for that one. So yeah. um, I am interested to see Chris Dunn matched up against Kemba Walker. Kemba's having a incredible year, and it's just kind of like under the radar. Man, Kemba is Kemba is that deal. Kemba is really, really good. Sunday. Kings at Knicks. Kings at Knicks. Kings are seven and eleven. Knicks are nine and nine. Uh, the Knicks are a huge toss up this year. It's kind of which which Knicks team are you going to get out on the court? Um, but the Kings have a roster i mean they yeah i mean the kings will probably have the best player on the floor so it's always hard to go against that but they're also dysfunctional so i can't pick them i'm gonna go knicks i'm gonna go knicks by seven i like what you said about hard to go against the best player so i'm gonna i'm gonna hop on with the with the kings on this one and i think boogie might take them to the promised land um because he's going to push Porzingis around. Yeah, Porzingis can't guard him. <laughs> but can he guard but, Porzingis? But he can't guard Porzingis either. It's going to be interesting. So, it'll be a great matchup. I'm definitely have to catch that one. All right. That's it for today. We had Nick Mason on here. Um, pretty cool news coming forward from here. This is our last episode that's going to be just on SoundCloud. We're actually going to move it over to iTunes. Moving up in the world. So, um, if you guys that are listening, we would really appreciate it if you go to iTunes here. Uh, just keep checking back. We'll notify you on Facebook and Twitter when it's up on iTunes. But, you know, if you've listened and you enjoy it or you hate us and you want to talk trash to either one of us, leave a review. And leave it five stars and talk trash. Even if you talk <laughs> trash, leave it five stars. Um, leave some reviews. Uh, we would love to get some more listeners through iTunes. And we'd appreciate it um, if you guys shared a few words about your one-on-one experience so far so anything else on you Jalen? i think we're good man all right well we will be back next week at the same time we'll be releasing it on a friday um i think we said thursday but life happens and we're moving it to friday so yeah. um Just in time that, being for the said, weekend. that being said we'll see y'all next week